0: This podcast is intended for listeners over the age of 19 in
1: Ontario, and we ask that you respect your local laws regarding cannabis. Be sure to like, download, follow, subscribe, and of course, share with all your friends. Hi, ladies. Hi, ladies. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Annie. I've been really looking forward to this episode today. Yeah. I know you have as well. I have been. I'm a bit confused about vaping and, you know, what it all is, so we've been really excited to have this guest in the hotbox virtually. Yes. So,
0: one of the things at High Ladies is, like, we know we're not experts at things, so we always like to go out and find some experts. So, when you and I were chatting a few weeks ago about vaping, we're like, "Who, who could we call? So, obviously, we call the best people in the market, and... Because we're so awesome and connected with so many awesome people,
1: we get to have Dr. Echo on today. And to know that a vape company has a toxicologist, more than one toxicologist, on the
0: payroll. And a whole team of, like, science experts. Keeping us safe. Right? And getting us high. I feel like that's one thing within our industry that gets overlooked. Right is like because because some people who don't think that we're a highly functioning community like safety is not a big thing for us. But actually, the cannabis community is huge about safety.
1: Well, we've been self-policing for millennia, Mm -hmm. and I think we continue to do it. And in the brave new world of cannabis, it's the companies that go above and beyond and set standards for themselves that aren't set within the industry. But, no, we're going to do the best we can do. We're going to create the cleanest, the healthiest product that we can because we want to be the go-to. That's right. I respect a company like that for setting up their own high standards. And you don't really have to. No. Right? It's not required by law.
0: No. But we do it because we... We care about the things that we make, and we care about the people who consume them.
1: Today, we have Dr. Echo from PAX in the Hotbox. Virtually, we are really excited to have her. This woman has the most impressive resume out there, and she's one of the first cannabis toxicologists in the U.S. Welcome, Dr. Echo. How are you?
2: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Dr. Echo, you've had quite the
0: history of um, in, in toxicology coming from. I think I was reading Procter and Gamble, and then Apple. Apple. Um, I didn't. I guess I. I guess you don't think about unless you work sort of intimately with these things. You don't think about toxicology in Apple devices, or you know, like I always think of toxicology as like something that's intoxicating. but uh uh, but maybe you can tell us a little bit more about what it is that you that what a a toxicologist does
2: yeah so generally you can think of toxicology as the study of safety um it used to be the study of poisons, but we're really not looking to cause you know, toxicity in people. So it's it's in the last century or so has really flipped around. Um, And I ended up in toxicology because I really liked the puzzle of how stuff affects people and had this like great objective of really improving human health. And toxicology was a good way to do that. Absolutely. At Apple, I worked in the biocompatibility team, and it was basically looking at what might be released from Apple products onto people's skin that could cause problems like a skin allergy or some other sort of negative effect.
0: That's super I ended up interesting. coming then
2: to cannabis because I had this like really unique and interesting background, and then I could be at such an exciting company like PAX and have a positive impact on humans, that was too big a draw to not take the opportunity.
1: Absolutely. In such a a young uh, industry, there's probably tons of things to explore. But again, you don't really think about, you know, in the cannabis industry, that this would be something that a vaping company would invest in, and it makes me, I love PAX. I have loved PAX for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And to know that they are going this extra mile to make sure that we are safe means a lot. Can you tell us a little bit about what PAX is for our listeners who aren't familiar with PAX devices?
2: Yeah, so PAX is actually a leading global cannabis brand. aimed at really delivering well-being through, you know, fantastic cannabis experiences. And we do this a couple of different ways, um, focusing on the purity of our products, unique experiences, um, and ultimately a a passion for the plant. And we have both devices that we've been um, selling for a number of years now, and over the past year and a half, have actually been rolling out a portfolio of cannabis products. And so we really look to marry um, incredible design with quality and safety. And I would say our approach has really been to innovate products and not necessarily be the first to market. And this is really a similar approach to that, that Apple has taken. So overall, you know, I think um, we're in pretty much have at least one product in every state in the U.S. and over 40 countries around the world. So I think we're doing something right. And that's exciting.
1: That's impressive. 40 countries around the world. That is very impressive. Yeah. How is Absolutely. PAX taking the extra steps to, to make sure that what they are putting out there is the cleanest and safest of vape experiences?
2: Yeah, well, there's, there's a couple of different ways that we thread this into every step of our process. Um, the first is that they've invested in a science team. You know, I'm here that has all this toxicology background. There's actually a second toxicologist that works with us, as well as some PhD chemists and others. We also have a health advisory board, to expand that to additional people with um, PhDs and and physicians as well to advise us on key topics. Um, We also have um, on our impact platform, um, efforts towards safer access. And then um, we have a comprehensive quality testing program um, that is a part of our product development process. we went through and actually counted these we have over 500 tests to ensure quality and safety of a product wow that's That's amazing that's that's a ton yeah that's incredible and
1: that isn't required by the industry that's your requirements for yourself and i love a company who's like no we're gonna we're gonna do this the best yeah
0: and and i really like your your comment about um dr echo about how PAX may not be the first to come to market and that's okay because I feel like you don't necessarily want to be the, the first to market. You want to be the best. And that yeah. seems to be how all of PAX products are. Like I came to PAX because it was recommended to me by uh, when I got my medical card, they were like, Oh, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you need a vapor, I like PAX, I think actually I asked like, what's the best one? And they're like, use a PAX because it's so precise and the fact that I can, Love it. I can burn depending on what I want to get out of my cannabis. It just makes my experience so much better. And then I can tailor my experience to what my body needs. And it just makes me more intuitive with like, with my body. I'm more aware of myself because I know stuff about myself,
2: <laughs> you know, that's fantastic.
0: Now, but a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about vaping. Um, And I think part of it has been because the first people to the market may not have done it, you know, the best way possible. So, and I think we have misconceptions that come from sort of the tobacco industry when it comes to vaping and, you know, nicotine and all of these things vaping isn't absolutely that's not necessarily the case can you can you help us to dispel some of those misconceptions
2: yeah absolutely um i've heard a lot of that and it's really unfortunate and the conflation between um, cannabis and nicotine is just not accurate um and vape as a word has really become synonymous with the youth nicotine epidemic,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: but it's important to decouple that from cannabis vape products that are available in, you know, dispensaries that are all twenty-one plus that consenting adults choose to purchase in states where it's legal. Um, the other thing is that you know the the vaping. Um, has an important toxicological component as well, right? Because consumer and health is extremely important. And, you know, the nicotine and cannabis are not equal. There's different considerations for both. Um, And so people should really evaluate the product for what it is and, you know a bubble gum nicotine product is not a cannabis product. They are very different for many different reasons
0: right now vape a vape at its core that just means a device that is vaporizing at a high temperature um, you know like an herb would that would that be like a fairly accurate description of a of a you know? A dry herb vaporizer is just burning it at a, at a high temperature, um, which then is going to release your cannabinoids, well, which you can ingest.
2: Well, I would argue that it's actually, it is a higher temperature than room temperature, but it's not as high as combustion.
0: Okay. And,
2: or burning or smoking a joint. And that ends up being really important um, from one, both an experiential point of view and the flavor of the products and the like, but also the toxicity or the safety of that product. So it's been shown again and again that higher temperatures lead to greater production of harmful substances due to the harm to the temperature breaking down compo- components that are natural to cannabis. So if you can reduce the temperature to a lower level, that will still allow those um, cannabinoids and terpenes and the other compounds that you want to aerosolize, um, that you can inhale those without the production of that high concentration of these harmful substances.
0: That's fascinating. I think that's a misconception that a lot of people have that, you know, I always hear people when they're when they're vaping like, "Oh, I don't vape because it's so hot." Right? Like, but it's yeah. not. Like it really isn't. It's just yeah. a different experience and maybe that particular cannabis that you're consuming needs to be vaporized at a, a different temperature to release the flavors that yeah. you want or the, you know, the experience that you want. And I think I yeah. think having exactly. that being
1: able to adjust that is key. Well that's the thing with PAX is you can adjust the temperature mm-hmm. depending on what you are uh, Yeah, but bo- and both on their dry herb and on their
0: um what's the word I'm looking for?
1: Concentrate what do you The big parts. Yes. Yeah thank yes. you. See that the Pax era yeah. was the first one I had and I love the lemon. Um it, it, and again the taste, like you can really taste what you are consuming mm-hmm. where Sometimes, when you're using, smoking traditional doobie and combusting it,
2: some of that is lost in the smoke. Absolutely. One thing I. So, we actually did a study a few years ago to look at the temperatures of the PAX era versus some other devices. And we use a, um, a technology to control temperature that when you set the temperature at a certain temperature, it will be at that temperature. Whereas a lot of these other sorts of devices will provide a a user interface that talks about voltage or wattage, and you don't actually know how to relate that to a temperature, right?
0: Yeah.
2: And so we published this study looking at the temperature of the actual heating coil during a puff and it was interesting to look at the much higher temperatures that were, released, that were reached by these other devices that you don't know because you're setting it at 3.2 volts or something like that. And so comparing between devices is not really possible.
0: Right. It's not a fair comparison.
2: Hmm. Exactly. No idea. I had no
1: idea either. And it's things like that that get me really confused. I find packs to be very user-friendly. Yes. And when I see things like voltage and amperage and all of this, I'm like, I don't. I don't no, know. I I'm just, not wiring a house. I don't need to know that stuff. Exactly. Right? Like, I just need to know exactly. what temperature it burns at and push the button until it does that. or you know? And if things are needlessly confusing, I feel like sometimes companies do that because if they confuse us, then we won't ask questions. Where with... Packs. I find, like, everything's out front and, and... And very encouraging of, like, hey, if you have a, like, if you have a question, reach out to us.
0: Like, we, we don't want you to have questions. We want you to fully understand this product. We are transparent, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Just doubling back a bit, Absolutely. and I, I noticed this when I was reading up on packs, and I had never thought about this, but you use food-grade materials. Why is that?
2: Well... Um, food-grade materials generally are manufactured in a a way that has additional quality requirements. And so it really helps to avoid um, certain impurities that might be found in non-food-grade materials. Um, In addition, we can be more confident that the substances that are used to make those materials so like a plastic or a metal or something like that are less likely to be harmful so it provides besides the toxicological evaluation it provides additional assurance of the high quality process and the additional thought that goes into um, these materials If somebody's
1: listening who has never vaped before and they're considering it, why would one consider moving to vaping, let's say, compared to smoking a combustible?
2: Yeah, well, it has been shown again and again, um, based on some of those harmful byproducts that are produced um, at those very high temperatures, that you can reduce those by Ninety-five plus percent in many cases, wow. and so it's a way to reduce um, that risk. Um, and I think it also provides a better experience because you know you're not degrading those compounds that you want to have um, that have a good flavor, like some of the terpenes in cannabis. If you're degrading those to formaldehyde. You can imagine formaldehyde probably doesn't taste that great, but your terpenes like limonene and linalool they provide the complex flavor that you are looking for. Um, and so there will of course be, you know, different preferences for different people, but I think you will eventually find something that you like um, that can be less harmful than smoking a joint.
1: I can see that. And I am a joint smoker. Uh, Mm -hmm. Traditionally, that is how I consume, hence the cough. Um, And I do find overall when I vape that, A, I taste it better, and my lungs thank me. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: My lungs definitely thank me. So there's two positives there. It's it's definitely healthier for you. You can feel it in your body. And I love the taste of cannabis. I really do. So if you can actually taste those terpenes, what a better experience. Closer to the plant. Absolutely. I'm really excited. Um, We actually got a package today in the mail, Amanda, didn't we? We did. And in that package were was a PAX Plus.
0: Yes. Now, the, the the PAX Plus, I've been dying to get my hands on one of these because, like, the PAX 3, beautiful device, but this guy's got the concentrates insert. So if you're a concentrates person, mmm, so good. This is exactly how I want to, uh, you know, because I only ever hit dabs. I only ever, you know, like I really only smoke concentrates when I'm with a, a very select group of friends in a very like particular environment. But I all because it's so, you know, messy and, you know, there's so many moving parts, but with the packs, like I I really think this is going to be an easy experience. Uh, like, smoking concentrate sort of on my own.
1: Well, it fits in your hand. And, again, like, I'm the same. I, I have kids in the house. I have dogs. I have cats. I, I can't have a dab rig and all of this. It's a, it, it, it's like a, a whole science experiment that I'm not willing to get into with the whole dab rig and all of that. I just don't have the space or the time to maintain it. Yeah. Where this device, you can dab without all of the stuff. Yeah. And you can burn your dry herb, which is the part I'm really excited about, Mm -hmm. because I do want to get away from combustibles as much as I can. But if
0: you want to smoke a concentrate, you just switch out the inserts, and you're good to go. Like... It's a, Anyways, but yes, to get back to the point, we got one in the mail, and we're giving it away.
1: Yes, to one of our, our lucky listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to share this experience with our listeners. The The value of the PAX, uh Plus is over $300. Yep,
0: and we're, of course, going to throw in our T-shirts and our stickers and our journals and our bags and all of our High Lady swag because
1: High Ladies rock with... With PAX. Yeah. yeah. That's how we roll. And the things with the PAX Plus, like, what company offers a 10-year limited warranty on anything in cannabis? Nothing. No it's, the last, it's the last vape you'll ever buy, really, yeah. if you don't put it in the washing machine.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can see you giving me that stink. I, I've washed more than one vape. <laughs>
1: um, well, Dr. Echo, thank you so much for coming in to, to chat with us. If our listeners want to find PAX and know more about the PAX experience, where would they find PAX on social media?
2: You would find it on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I think you just Google PAX
1: and and they're right up there. They're right up there. beautiful website. Gorgeous website
0: with so much information. The, The... Pax is again one of those companies that's just like, "Hey, we have all this information here. It is if you want to go through it, go for it." Yeah, it's you know, super transparent organization.
1: And I think that's so important nowadays yeah. is to be transparent and to to strive to like, "Hey, we're we're okay not being first to market because we're going to be the best in the market." Yep, is is a position that is where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Dr. Echo, for being on the show today. Um, we're really excited to try our PAX Pluses, and we are so honored to be able to give one to one of our listeners. And let's be out having the PAX experience this summer. Let's do it. Awesome. Thank you and so much, Dr. Echo. Thank you for having me. Oh, that was amazing. We're super informative.
0: I like Dr. Echo. She's she's definitely somebody I could, like, you know, r- roll. I, I want to say roll a joint with, but I can't because now that I've learned all this about vaping.
1: Pack a vape with. Pack a vape with, you know? Uh, yes. So well, thank you so much for teaching us um, about a better vape experience, a healthier vape experience. Mm-hmm. And thank you for going above and beyond to keep us in the industry safe. Yep. I can't wait to see what they roll out, like just what they've been rolling out in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, this PAX Plus is going to be a game changer for my experience. Oh, yeah. And for one of our listeners. I can't wait to give it away. I'm yeah. so excited. I know. We're so lucky to be able to do that for these companies to help us be able to be pot fairies in an even bigger way. Right? Yeah. Be a pot fairy. (laughs) Having said that, I do think it's time for us to step away, take a toke, and go be moms. Pardon me? What's that, kind listener? I'm loving my new extra. (laughs) You want to know how to support the show? Thanks for asking. You could buy us a coffee. The link is in the show notes. You can leave a review wherever people do that. I don't know. You can send us a sweet little message on Instagram at... Hi Ladies Podcast. Or how about a longer love letter by email? Uh, HiLadiesPodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. And of course, share with a friend. That's right. You're pulling me into these extras now. Oh, I'm getting creative, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, ladies.